Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Hello and welcome to the Abroad in Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host Chris Broad and we're joined as always by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson himself. Pete, how the devil are you doing? What's going on? I'm alright. I'm off to Belgrade tomorrow. We'll have a look around. <laughs> off to Belgrade. I mentioned That's it. I mentioned it last last week that I was going, and uh, I or I certainly mm. mentioned that I was um, having some kind of aeroplane issue. I booked my return flight back, uh, mm. and I I booked it like about like sort of three months away. <laughs> so like I was going to have what? to stay in Belgrade for about two months. <laughs> Just idiotic. So expensive to change. I mean, and Air Serbia would not let me change. So I've just basically got to buy another ticket, which means they can't they can't um, put someone into my seat on the other one. So they're just absolutely mugging themselves off. And the planet, thank you. And the planet. Why? But why Belgrade of all places? I mean, I know you like to like look at a, a world map, spin it around, and yeah. sort of point your finger on various places. Why Belgrade? Have a little look places? around. I don't know. Just have a little look around. Right. Just have a little look around. See what's going on. See what's what going on. on I've not, what I've not spent much time in the former Yugoslavia. I want to have a look around. I want to have a I look mean, around. What is there though in Belgrade? I, I mean, don't know. I'm going to find um, out. I'll be able to fill you in next week on the show. <laughs> The only thing I know about Belgrade is my gran and grandpa, when they worked for the British Embassy, um, they were in Yugoslavia. Mm. And I don't know if they were in Belgrade. I know it was, I know it was Yugoslavia. Right. Um, but they had, uh, it was would have been the 1960s, I think. And uh, they had Roger Moore turn up there. Ooh. And they, had to, like, they took him out for lunch. And it was like my gran's favourite memory. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we got to meet Roger Moore. Hello, it's like I'm the benefits for, of living in Yugoslavia I'm in the 1960s. I'm off for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> That is exactly what Beautiful. Roger Moore would have Beautiful. said. Beautiful. What a legend. I've, been, I've had a weird... Do you know when you like just find a YouTube channel that mm. you sort of go to... I mean, you are the man. You are the rabbit hole man. Right. When it comes to YouTube channels over yeah. the years, you've gone down many weird YouTube rabbit holes. And my rabbit hole is a channel... It's the most cumbersome. It's almost as cumbersome as the Abroad in Japan... Is it a Born Japan podcast at gmail.com? Yeah. We really need to refine that. It's almost <laughs> as cumbersome as that. The title of the channel is Steve, 1989 MRE Info. Right. Do you know, okay. without typing it in, oh, which you are now. Oh, type it in, sorry, yeah. No, no, no. Okay. Spoiler, right, you've got to guess fine, what it fine. is. Okay, what so do you think it's about? Steve? Steve, 1989 MRE Info. 
MRE. Magnetic Resonance Energy. He is uh, a man who believes in um, uh, uh, the power of magnetic resonance energy. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Magneto. <laughs> <I don't- laughs> He's not an X-Men character, no. No, um, no it's not... Cool. I, it, it, I think it's better than that, though. Okay. MRE means uh, meal ready to eat. Military uh, ration. Oh, yeah, I've seen that guy before. I've seen him yeah, eating yeah. hard tack from the Civil War. I've seen him get involved. Yeah. It's, it's really cool. I like, to, um, I like to watch feed videos while I eat my feed. And right. I add an omelette. I add a little omelette with some rice for dinner. I add a little omelette. It's a good omelette. I didn't make it. I ordered it. Uh, I ordered an omelette. How desperate am I? And uh, and as I sat at my table eating my omelette, I watched Steve, from, presumably born in 1989, munching on like a pizza from the 60s or something. Yeah. And I, it's really fascinating these meal ration packs, though. Because you don't really see or hear about them much. And I, I remember a year ago on Journey Across Japan when we were in Okinawa, Natsuki, Joey, and I had this challenge in downtown yeah. Naha to go and, like, find some interesting presents for Jackie. I think I gave Jackie a, a purse f- made from a frog, which didn't go down well. Oh, yes, um, I so. thought it wasn't a real frog. It <laughs> turns out it was a real frog, and right. it was quite ghastly. <laughs> Natsuki, I think Natsuki got her something really shit. I can't remember, it was boring. <laughs> and Joey got uh, Jackie an MRE, uh, because, of course, Naha is just has just right. the biggest military base going yeah yep, base yep, yep, yep. I get, and yeah. uh, so there's a lot of military shops around and Joey bought her like a bought her a pizza I see. Uh, military ration pizza and um it was kind of cool and I but I was watching this guy just like munch on it old Steve opening this up pe- this pizza mm. that looked pretty ghastly and he's just so optimistic and happy about all the food. Mm. Uh, some of it looked genuinely delicious. Like he opened the pizza and was like, "You can smell it. You can smell the basil and the oregano. <laughs> you can smell the basil. It's well, actually pretty good." Well, do you not mozzarella think, doesn't melt. Well, do you not like what I like about a lot of the uh, a lot of the resources, the little um, the little packets that these guys uh, eat. Mm. Um, like a lot of them back in the day used to come with a pack of schmucks. <laughs> <laughs> so you'd be having like yes. you'd be having like meat patty on these old biscuits, but there'd always be a pack of schmucks in there, and he always has a go. He always has a go at them. <laughs> Can't blame him. To be honest, <laughs> it's cool though. It's amazing what you can fit in these bags and how long mm. they last. Like yeah. you know, I always thought if I was going to build my own nuclear bunker, which is what I'm going to do when I'm fifty and I'm bored, <laughs> I'm going to build a nuclear bunker. I'll go put loads of tin food in it, right? Right. But don't do that. Don't Just, do that. You can buy these like military rations from various stores and online, and I'll just. Pack the bunker full of military rations and have some pizzas. That'd be amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be fun. great. It's going to be great. Wait. It's going to be absolutely great. Christ. <laughs> well, yeah, it was, it was just fascinating to see what they could pack in it. Um, yeah. and, and Steve's unbridled optimism and happiness at eating these these ghastly foods. Um, <laughs> there was like there was one that like a, like a chocolate cake that he loved. It was his favourite thing. He was like, this is so rich. This is so delicious. Mm. So rich and flavourful. And I love your like, little impression of him. It's very good. It's, it's all, Hello there. It looks good. Smooth, got anyway. a very smooth voice. Hello. But we're gearing up over here. I should probably get some military rations in because we're gearing up to climb Mount Fuji in, oh my uh, in about 14 days' time now. Oh, my it? God. What, oh, no, right? what are you doing? It's, what are you doing with your life? I, I, a friend of mine climbed it the other day and he said he, he got to the nearly got to the top at first and stayed in one of those cabins, right? Mm. And then it rained like harder. It was like and Noah's Ark. Ever. <laughs> yeah, Good. and a lot of people gave up, and um, the I people bet. were like, "You, you can't go to the summit in this." <laughs> but luckily, that the the rain parted, and he managed to get to the top. 
And then he said he nearly got frostbite because it was a lot <laughs> colder than he anticipated. Um, so I'm kind of I'm looking forward to it, but I don't feel ready for Mount Fuji. No, and, um, I know I've done like cycles and Spartan races and surfing, but I just worry I'm not ready. Not a big. Well, not, maybe I'm not a big to. guy. I'm just not a big guy. <laughs> it's not big it's about stamina isn't it and lack yeah. of oxygen it's, uh, yeah and, and obviously do have done stuff like this a lot more as well like mm. it's it's you've got you've just got to know you can do it before you do it <laughs> and then of course there's the risk isn't there like you know someone like Natsuki if he has a problem what are we going to do roll him down the mountainside that's a good side, point actually yeah surely, I'm surely there must be enough older people climbing that you know <laughs> yeah there is oh you know there's plenty when, when I did it last time it was like an old uh, an OAP's day out for a pension right, yeah. club like everyone like, climbing Fuji's very old yeah exactly. but, but I don't think they smoke with the passion um, that Natsuki has for cigarettes <laughs> and I suspect even their lung capacity is is yeah. astonishing compared to Natsuki there's so some, that's my main concern there's something about like yeah. climbing that it's just it's a whole body workout and if you're not used to it you're gonna have a bad time and yeah. if you don't have the right shoes you're gonna have a bad time <laughs> I know right but I, I haven't spoken to Natsuki in the last week but last time we chat we chatted he said he, he'd gone from 4 kilometers of cycling a day to, to 10 right. so that's a start oh nice although I did also see an Instagram post where he was like I think maybe I give up and no climb or something like that <laughs> right. he literally said something like that and I was like uh oh so I'm a little bit worried there we go I'm Good. a little bit worried <laughs> <laughs> but I really way. want to do a, a book signing at the top of Mount Fuji because mm. the book comes out a few days before. Uh, so, sorry, the book comes out a few days after the climb. Nice, okay. Right? Yeah. But I've got some advanced copies that I've got my hands on mm. and I was going to carry them up the mountainside or uh, <laughs> just get Natsuki to carry them. I mean, Natsuki can carry the books. And we'll get to the top and do a little book signing because there's bound to be a few viewers up the up the summit of Mount Fuji, surely, at least. <laughs> I well, mean, that'll be depressing. Yeah, I mean, it's what? So, you, so you would just approach random people on the top of Mount Fuji? Go, would you like? Buy my book. Would you like me to buy? Would you like to buy my book? Can you imagine they're getting their like selfies with the sun, the, yeah. the early morning sunrise over Fuji? And I'm like, yeah. can you buy my book? Please? Can you buy my book, please? I, I need buy to buy. I want to buy some calorie, mate. I've got no money. <laughs> <laughs> calorie mate will not be coming with me up that bloody mountain. I hate that stuff. But I, no, I think I'll like I'll shout it out the day. You know, like a meet-up, an impromptu meet-up for the yeah, YouTube people do. I'll be like that. I'll be like, look, guys, meet-up yeah. on Mount Fuji tomorrow. Can you broadcast on the top of uh, Mount Fuji? Presumably it's kind of 4G'd up. Um, I mean, oh. that, they've got vending machines up there, I think, so they've probably got Wi-Fi. Right. I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know. That's a good question, actually. Yeah. That I'll, I'll make a note of that. Does Fuji have Wi-Fi? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm sure it would go fine. I've got Ian there and... Ian, uh, he yeah. saved me on a million times on Journey Across Japan. Mm. Um, this is just another another situation he can dig me out of. But <laughs> looking forward to it. And uh, for those of you who haven't seen yet, guys, the uh, the new book cover has been released for the Abroad mm. Japan book. Have you seen it, Pete? Are I you, have. It's a beautiful illustration of uh, Japan. It's really good stuff. It is. Mm. Yeah, great artist. Um, Matt Saunders bashed it out. And uh, yeah, really nice. Um, I think I mentioned... Uh, Who's a really good author? Crap. Uh, Stephen King. Stephen Steve King. King. He, uh, Matt, Matt finished uh, Stephen King's artwork and then cracked on with the Abroad Japan book. <laughs> and if it's good for Stephen King, it's good for me. 
Mm. So, yeah, check the book cover out. It's now on sale, I think, everywhere. And uh, the release date is August 3rd. And, of course, somebody is already... Be, be careful, guys. Uh, somebody's already stolen the cover oh. and made a fake book listing on, Am- on the Amazon US store. Right, and a few people have bought that. It. Good God. That when, whenever I we know. sort of did like Wrestle Me t shirts, it would be there, like they'd be up for like 10 seconds, and then someone, usually like a Chinese mm. company, would go, come along and just take a screenshot of the picture that we put up. Of the of the shirt, and then just Bastards. put it on a shirt for like a couple of dollars cheaper. Incredible, incredible stuff. It sucks. It yeah. sucks. And obviously, you know, it's just unfair. I saw one viewer who who got the book, mm. um, and it looks awful. Right. I so I think we managed it. to take the listing down. We right. managed to get the listing down. But just be careful, guys. Uh, keep an eye out for the official one yeah. from Penguin. Um, coming out August 3rd. Keep your eyes um, open. Keep your eyes open. Keep your eyes open. Mm. And and buy it, please. Yeah. Because the more sales we get... Like, a lot of people are like, oh, I'll just buy it when it comes out. And that's fair enough. Because right. who really gets excited pre-ordering a book? Have you got excited pre-ordering a book, Pete? Um, it's, I, I think I, I've only ever actually pre-ordered a book when uh, mates have have done it. You know what I mean? Like when mates yeah. have released books, it's the only time I've ever pre-ordered a book. Is uh, oh, and the football ramble book as well. But yeah, I, I, it's not something that I I generally do. I mean, because there's always going to be stock. I don't know why there's people do books. it. But, but maybe lie, not. But maybe not in the book in the book space. You do only print up uh, so many, and then you get a reprint, don't you? So look in in, in this in the small um, uh, parenthesis parenthesis uh, of book ownership, uh, there is only a limited amount of books. So have a bit of that. Every bit of that. In the same way, the Sony PlayStation is limited in stock. So is the Broad mm, Japan book. Exactly. We've run out of chips. Yeah, yeah. we don't have a limited to number it, of yeah. chips. Exactly. Um, <laughs> no, the reason to pre-order it is because the, the 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 book company basically sort of looks at the pre-order sales and goes, "Ah, the book's not it's not performing well." Mm. Or they look at the sales and go, "Oh my god, yes, we're going to have a a book tour. You're going to have wonderful things happen." And um, I think it's luckily it's going in the good direction at the moment. But do pre-order it, and uh, yeah, I could be rocking up to your favourite bookstore and signing books and looking awkward in a chair, nice. which is what we all want. So nice. Let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. And also, Sunday Times bestseller or New York Times bestseller, that'll be fun. Mm. Be good on the Wikipedia page. It's also a good book. We've got a story this week from Zeb, who says, LA Chris and Pete, do you still think about doing a mini-series or documentary about looking for the Japanese wolf. Yes! <laughs> I always think about this, in a, in a, sometimes in a semi-serious way. Uh, I like to think I'm a mostly rational person with reasonably good eyesight. And back in September of 2022, I swear I saw what may have been a wolf. My wife also saw it. And while she's a rational individual as well, her eyesight is rather <laughs> poor, even with her contacts or glasses on. Okay, so this is going to be interesting. A rational, two rational people seeing a wolf, uh, the ghost wolf of Japan. Uh, my wife and I, and for some of you who don't know, there is like a wolf, uh, they call it the ghost wolf. Ghost in the, wolf. It's said to be like heard or seen in the Mount mm. Fuji area, in the many forests like Aokigahara. Um, uh, I don't know if it's a creature that went extinct or if it's just a legendary creature i think it's like something that might have gone extinct but anyway mm. uh, my wife and i on september 17th we set out for a three-day ride around the perimeter of the noto peninsula which is the peninsula that juts out of uh, ishikawa near kanazawa uh, city uh, that morning as we were riding along we came across a very large dare i say it dog back home in the rural <laughs> mountains of north carolina usa a dog of this size would make you very wary indeed 
But this morning there was something off about the whole scene. It was warming up to be a scorching late summer day and there was the distinct uh, distinct smell of roadkill. The animal in question stopped for a second when we saw each other and then it continued trotting down the road towards me. It would also be the only dog I've seen without an owner or a leash in sight Mm. in Japan. As the animal approached, I was tense, ready to sprint if it gave chase. The animal and I kept an eye on each other as we passed. And it gave no indicator of being interested in chasing me. It stepped off the road into the shade, allowing my wife to pass. With a reasonable gap, a reasonable gap between us, I stopped to ask my wife if she'd, if she'd seen it too. She said hmm. she had and asked me, what was it, a dog? I wasn't going to email this story to you until I read an article today on Wikipedia about the Japanese wolf. Apparently in 1910, a wolf was killed in Fukui Castle in Fukui Prefecture, just a little bit south of where we were, in Noto. So here I am writing all this. You can put me firmly in the I want to believe category, so my bias is skewed. (laughs) Realistically, I know surely it was just a dog, but maybe one day you'll make a video. My wife and I will be able to tell folks that we really did see the Japanese ghost wolf. All the best. Zeb, he saw a big dog. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I would say, like, Pete? dog, big dogs don't usually like, run around by themselves. It's no, you know, it's what are you gonna, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna, like, it, it's probably not a wolf, but then why are big dogs just running around willy nilly? Ghost wolf, ghost wolf. It could just. I mean, I to be fair, uh, <laughs> feral dogs are rare in Japan. Mm. Like, yeah, they are rare. Feral hmm. cats, not so much. Cats, there's too, there's too many cats going on. <laughs> but dogs are rare. Feral, and I, I think I've only seen them once in the um, on the island of Ishigaki. That's yeah. the only time I saw a dog. It was like a creature that looked like a dog but wasn't. It right. Was, it was probably a similar thing. Um, but <laughs> that's what, interesting. What so was it? Though? Was what, killed. What was the weird dog thing you saw on Ishigaki? It was a wild dog. Just a wild, Just a wild dog, dog kicking dog. around. Yeah. Exciting. Yeah. Kicking around. He was waiting outside of this uh, this ramen shop. We fit in the video in Ishigaki on the the last trip, the the last video of Journey Across Japan. We went to this like really nice ramen shop. Mm. Came out the front, and there was this big dog just sort of sitting there. And I <laughs> remember thinking, oh, it's just someone's. He's just waiting for his owner. And then it was clear that he just played by his own rules, and he sort of walked around for a little bit, and then just trotted off down the road into a bush. And it was quite surreal because oh, yeah, like feral dogs, wild dogs are rare here. So. Mm. It could be the could be the ghost wolf. Could be the and ghost given wolf. how close it was to uh, to Fukui Castle or Fukui Prefecture, mm. not outside the realms of possibility. Important to remember, of course, Japan is just one big mountain range. There's so many forests and so many untouched or inaccessible areas where mm. the the ghost wolf could live. Mm. Um, yeah, let's go and find the ghost wolf. <laughs> I want to do it. I'm up for it. Yeah, I think I did pitch it to Connor a year ago. I was like, me and you, two rucksacks, a tent. And this forest. Let's go. And he was like, no. And I, I was like, all right. I don't want to. And that, I don't want to. I, if, but if <laughs> I we find so. it, I will um, auction it. <laughs> it didn't have enough love hotels in it. So right. we had to abandon the idea, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but what is the news in Japan this week, Mr. Donaldson? Fill us in uh, on a new story about a new some story. money. Well, uh, once again, uh, I have to thank uh, Jeremy Brahm on uh, Twitter, who uh, every now and again will, will, will chuck over a new story, and uh, Jeremy's very good at finding out these little morsels that's, you know, stuff that we talked about um, before uh, on the show. Um, but in the Manichi, uh on July 9th, uh, l- last week, um, a man 
a man has discovered a man a four and a half thousand dollar charge after a night out and a snack uh. bar owner has been arrested in Tokyo in Shimbashi uh, a snack bar operator has been arrested on the suspicion of attempting to overcharge customers including one man whose credit card has built hundreds of thousands of yen after a night out we talk about this thing all the time people get tricked people get drugged um, a resident a 41 year old Shizuoka prefecture uh, resident was excited to visit Tokyo via Shinkansen on a business trip for the first time in a while after to work on the evening of January 27th he and an old colleague from his former workplace started out with some beers uh, at a pub and then they went to an izakaya known for its seafood dishes which they left just around midnight the bill for each pub was about $41 happily intoxicated mm. they stepped into a side street lined with the shla- the shadier snack style hostess bars two women working as touts spoke to the men in broken Japanese and asked them how about another round and they said we don't have the time um, so then the women really dialed it up to 11 <laughs> took the man's colleague by his arm leading off somewhere one of the women then returned kept trying to force the man to go into their establishment he was led up the narrow staircase of a multi-tenant building and entered the door inside a room with red chairs the man was immediately seated and given a clear colourless drink it seemed to be something a bit watered down and the man soon became dizzy and his memory of the night became vague he had no idea how much time had passed the man was in a haze as a female uh, worker shouted in his ear you have no cash pay by card by card Uh, without knowing how much he was being charged he was entering his four digit passcode into the card reader and then his memory once again got blurry and then he was outside it was the break of dawn he was on the side street in Shimbashi uh, he took a JR train to Tokyo Station and then just slept for the rest of the day. His wallet uh, was uh, was short, $210. His credit card had been moved for his usual spot. And then a week later, he looked at his online credit card statement. 669,800 yen was on there. $4,630 from three bars in the early hours of January 28th. He was charged multiple times in multiple places even though presumably the guy stayed exactly where he was um, he filed a report at his police station and he also like basically said that he'd been drugged and uh, no fingerprints had been left on his wallet and he reported the misuse to his credit card company but because of the charges being made on his pin code um, they were his mm. responsibility he couldn't get that money back so he uh, contacted a lawyer which is something obviously that this never happens really people just sort of take it on the chain and go fuck it you know lesson learned no more colourless liquid in a backstreet bar um, but they uh, but, <laughs> but they um, but, but, but he, he contacted a lawyer and the lawyer uh, got involved and absolutely um, kicked ass basically the Metropolitan Police the um, the, the, the boss the 15 year old manager of third bar pub smile uh, Hitomi Takano was arrested uh, by the police department on suspicion of suspicion of violating a metropolitan ordinance regarding the prevention of adult entertainment business fraud and I would say uh, I would say that uh, like this this is probably rare uh, I imagine that um, a, a guy Jin trying to get money back like this would be uh, obviously find it a lot more difficult than uh, the man in question oh God, yeah. the uh, yeah the, the, the Shizuoka Prefecture resident <laughs> I mean it was yeah it's not easy or fun Getting mm. lawyers in Japan to do things. Yeah, exactly. uh, yeah he's lucky. He yeah. got some revenge well, of sorts. Well, or, or yeah. it, you know, he will have put a lot of money down. Hopefully, he got his uh, expenses back. But yeah, incredible. You don't want to get a pub smile. That's next next time you're the over. little picture of pub smile does make me go. Oh, it's good, doesn't it? It's good, it's good. Yeah, I, <laughs> pub smile probably a lot of fun. <laughs> I love the way there's, yeah, there's like a billboard in the photo out front. Uh, it says Pub Smile, uh, sixty minutes, three thousand yen. And yeah. It's got karaoke. 
and the interior is kind of blue with red chairs. It's kind of relaxing. <laughs> it reminds me of the uh, Pete wanted me to go with a. It, I took Pete to Sendai. And he wanted me to go to Strawberry Bar. Strawberry uh, Bar. Really shady. Shady staircase. Sounds, Sounds cool. I'm glad we didn't do it. Sounds like a cool place. Uh, <laughs> these places, you've got to be careful, right? You do. Honestly. You've got to keep your wits about you. I, I mean, I love the way also <laughs> him and his friend were approached by the two women. They were like, do you want to come to the bar? And they were like, no. Mm. And then they went, nah, go on. And then they went, And then oh, he's right. suddenly in there. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's not ideal, is it? It's not ideal. That's, that's all it took. A little <laughs> bit more of a push. Yeah. And he lost four grand, mm. honestly. But, you know... I, I, I just want to make sure that you guys listening, if you come to Japan, please don't do this. Don't do it's that. Such a, such a sad, you don't, you don't s- sorry state of affairs. Nothing good, uh, you know, nothing good happens from a drink after 1am. It's just, it's just <laughs> a diminishing returns. It diminished years ago. So just don't do it. That's very true. That's very <laughs> true. Um, yeah, please be careful where you go. And don't go in one of these bloody bars mm. unless you're with a Japanese friend who's already been there and knows the place. Uh yeah. Mm. I mean, I wonder on what grounds they charge these inordinate sums of money to the customers, right? Like, mm. you know, because obviously w- this this guy, he was completely out of it when they're like, pin code, yeah. And he whacks it in and pays. Like, under, I'd like to see the receipt and, and see mm. what it was the items were that justified such an astonishing amount of money. Yeah. Um, I imagine it's probably drinks for um, the staff, the girls themselves. Because obviously it's a snack bar. Yeah, hostess, I mean, it's bar, just pay, probably. It's just, fr- yeah. I don't know how they get away with it. To be honest, don't know how they. Is get it away completely with it. fake? Um, or they are they like? Do you want to buy the champagne? And I'm he's sure, like, I'm sure they, sure like, they yeah, wreck on it. I'm sure they wreck on it and sort of go, yeah. No, yeah. you definitely wanted this. It's definitely wanted this. <laughs> but please don't go to Pub Smile. No, uh, unless you are the guy. Do you remember that story I had a while back where it was an Australian dude and let's uh, rugby player. And he'd he'd heard all these stories on the Abroad in Japan podcast like this. And he was yeah, like, right, I'm going to fucking show these people. <laughs> and he went in one of these bars. He followed a street town in Shinjuku. And he took every and he drug. Went in one. He took all the drugs. Give me the drugs. He t- yeah, powerful. he had all the drinks. He had all the drinks. And he was completely obliterated. <laughs> and he says, like, he, he said he remembers he had a drink. The, and, like, it sort of, he just sort of switched in an instant. Right. He felt the drugs kick in. Uh, and then... That came to the staff going, okay, credit card, okay, cash. Mm. And he hadn't brought either because ah, he was smart. Ah, yes. And that was his plan all along, to go in with these bars. <laughs> what are you going to do? And let them what are you screw do? him over, you're but they're the not the police, taking are you? money. You're going to talk the police, are you? Yeah. Exactly, yeah. right? Nice. And, he's, and he's, he's, he was so smug and so happy laughing at the staff. There's nothing <laughs> they could do. So you could do that. If you're feeling bold, Yeah, go and do that. And there was the other story about the rugby lads who didn't pay and the yakas had turned up. But then there was too many rugby lads for even the yeah, Yakuza to handle. Even for the Yakuza. <laughs> Just, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But my God, what a ridiculous situation. <laughs> uh, we'll be back in just a moment, guys, with the stories, comments, and questions in the fax machine. We really need to compile all of these good stories into a special. Mm. We really do. Back in the fax machine just a sec. We'll, we'll never do it. <laughs> many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. 
To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. In our daily lives, we all carry around with us different stressors. They can be big, they can be small, and sometimes we might not even realise that we're carrying them around with us. But if these feelings stay bottled up, they can start to affect us negatively, which is why having a positive outlet for discussion can be such a valuable tool for your well-being. Therapy can be a perfect outlet for your inner stressors. It's a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Sometimes just speaking things out into the open can be such a great release of inner tension, so you can spend less time stressing about the issue and more time figuring out how you can overcome it. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash Japan today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash Japan. And we're back with the fax machine. What have we got this week from our listeners, Mr. Dawson? We've got a message from Baza. Baza. Greetings, Crowbar Chris and Pterodactyl Pete. My name is Baza, short for Basil, which we don't hear from a huge amount of Basil, to be honest. I'm an audio engineering student from Melbourne, Australia. I have 4,000 US dollars and all my hotels are booked. Should I exchange well, my entire $4,000 into yen and just carry that around? Or should I get a travel card and take out money from ATMs? I understand the ability to play with card is uh, fairly limited outside of Tokyo, so I want to be prepared for that. Thank you for all the work you two legends do. Baza, would you, uh, bearing in mind what the snack bar proprietors of this world, of this world, uh, have in store for us with our colourless drinks and our sleepy time, um, 4000 US dollars, do you really want to be walking around with that amount of scratch I mean I think if you've got $4,000 I know a bar in Shimbashi that will take that pub smile get yeah, yourself get down there. there mate a lot of fun get down there a lot of fun. they'll make short work of that four grand don't you worry about your travel card yeah. um, I don't know really you're the man for the job to answer this one because I obviously have a Japanese bank account yeah. which I can draw from <laughs> what would you recommend what do you normally do I usually get a cracking on for a grand out cash and then top it up here and there, to be honest. Um, I, I mean, right. I will say that, it, I, I mean, it, it goes a lot quicker than you you expect and you do end up having <laughs> to go to uh, the 7-Eleven ATM quicker than sooner or later. Uh, but yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd get out 
thousand strong strong uh strong dollar week yen i'd uh yeah i'd, I'd get out a thousand and uh do that four times throughout the holiday otherwise you just you're just worrying mm. where the money is and you know you, what if you lose your bag and stuff just pay the bum in it so just do it do it in quarters that's true yeah and maybe like put some of that money on a suica card mm. or make a suica card like the uh you know the the ic card that you could use mm. to um use all the public transport in Tokyo. Nice. yeah um, that's a good idea yeah i always try and carry um like two, what would it be? Twenty thousand yen yep. in cash, mm. which is about you know one hundred fifty dollars. Because that's the way Japan works. Cash is still king. Uh, we've got good. one here from Christian in the Philippines. He says, "Hello, Christopher, Pete, and Peterson, Chris. It's Christian from the <laughs> Philippines. That's a head fuck." Nice. My question is. Do the Japanese workers themselves recognise that their work culture is inhumane or do they just accept it, um, that it will not or never should change in the future? Do you know some Japanese workers that spoke their concerns uh, about their said work culture and came up with some ideas of their own on how they would change it? Uh, love and support from Christian in the Philippines. I I mean, there's lots of words in uh, in in the Japanese language that sort of... Where people just the one is always like gambaru, right? Just gambaru, get it. through it. Fucking Try do your it. best, <laughs> do your hardest, gambate. And and you just find even people in the worst situations, work-wise, just mm. sort of say, "Oh yeah, I'll, I'll gambaru, I'll get through it." Mm. And it's like, well, will you though? It's kind of worrying. Well, <laughs> well, I mean, it's a bit worrying when that you've got a culture that has to invent a word for like being killed by work, yeah. overwork, like karoshi, right? Mm. Uh, overwork and whatnot, and. Um, yeah, honestly, I, I I just think people here are just going to keep doing it. I don't know. I don't think unions really exist in Japan in the same way we have them no. in the West, right? They don't really have unions. They don't do tips. So there's no tipping culture. Um, it's a very different work environment. And obviously the Japanese are brought up in it and, uh, and are able to sort of kind of take it in some degrees. But... Uh, yeah, to come and to come to the Japanese work environment from the outside, certainly from the West, it's kind of like get ready for a brutal work-life balance mm. because it doesn't exist. Get ready to work very hard, do long <laughs> hours, and do it for very little pay. Like uh, it's it's a problem. Yeah, mm. and, I, and I think my biggest problem with Japan is the lack of social mobility. It's really hard to switch to a different sector. Yeah, um, it's really hard to move around and switch careers. And people, you know, I know a few friends who. Japanese and um, you sort of just say well can't you switch jobs can't you do this can't you retrain and they're like no I'll just get Baru I'll just do my best it's like ah god damn it Mm. so yeah I honestly the Japanese work culture is is brutal and um, there's no there's there's no there's no two ways about it really Mm. that's that's all I can say on the subject and um, that's why I I always urge friends or people I know coming here to work to try and work for foreign companies foreign organizations that um yeah have a better work-life balance or, or japanese company there are just some japanese companies that are forward thinking but um yeah for the most part it's brutal working working conditions it really is mm. uh, we've got one last question here from ollie from the uk he says hello chris and pete i'll be traveling to japan for the first time in october this year and i'll be visiting tokyo Kyoto and Osaka. During my stay in Osaka, I have a day set out for a day trip, which I originally planned to go to Nara. But after having a look, I'm also considering Himeji, or possibly as far as Hiroshima. So what do you think the best day trip from Osaka uh, would be? All the best, Ollie from the UK. Well, Ollie, I've actually been planning out some itineraries recently Mm. um, for people coming here, and um, I've had that same conundrum. Like, should you go to Nara 
or Hiroshima. And Nara is a day trip from Osaka. Hiroshima is not a day trip from Osaka, really. <laughs> um, or if it is a day trip, it'll be a very intense, not very fun one. Mm. I'd say if you are going to go to Hiroshima, at least stay one night there because it is quite far. It's about two and a half hours on the bullet train mm. um, and whatnot. Whereas Nara, you know, I've, I've stayed in Nara once, but really, it's just best to stay in Osaka, hop on the little local train, mm. head over to Nara for a few hours, get eaten by a deer, look at Todaiji mm. Temple, job done. Job done. Yeah. That's done. Get out of there! Yeah, I think uh, I think Himeji's a nice little uh, a little day trip because it's like I, I, I don't yeah. know how far away because like you come at the station and you can't miss the the Himeji Castle. You know, it's a UNESCO mm. World Heritage Site. Just down down the road, get in the castle. Fuck off! Lovely old job. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I mean, Himeji Castle's really nice, but um, yeah, I mean, I, Himeji was nice, but I wasn't like blown away by it. Mm. I, I actually don't know if I would recommend Himeji unless oh. you're really into Japanese castles and architecture. I think out of those three, Nara makes the most sense to day mm. trip. But Hiroshima, if you've got like a, a proper like two days, Hiroshima's my favourite for sure. What's so in Nara foods, other than the little you... little deers running around munching on their biscuits? Well, you have got Todaiji Temple ah. with the biggest daibutsu in the building. I think the biggest daibutsu in Japan, which is quite an incredible sight to see. And the building Todaiji Temple itself is pretty damn impressive. Like, mm. more impressive, I think, than Himeji Castle. But Himeji is very striking and very beautiful as mm. well. Um, also, yeah, but Nara's just a, a really cool vibe. It's quite a, a well-off town. It's got this ancient capital vibe. It is, like, one of the, the most historically maintained cities, perhaps, alongside Kyoto. Yeah. And a really nice contrast to Osaka. Because you come from Osaka, right? With all the neon lights and craziness. And then... An hour later, you're in Nara, where things are a lot more chilled. There's loads of deer eating crackers, and there's a nice temple or two. And there's a few temples around there as well. They've got a really nice pagoda. Mm. So if you're into the more historic side of Japan, or you just want to see a deer, go to Nara. <laughs> Nara's <laughs> go to good. Nara. Have a look around. And, uh, and have less some mochi. Less busy than Kyoto, anyway. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I need to think about that, though. I'm, gonna, I'm working on a 14 days in Japan video at the moment. And I don't think I'll have time to film it um, for a while, unfortunately. But I, I'm I'm also planning out like a PDF document that's going on the Abroad Japan Patreon in advance nice. of that. So you can check it out there. Get it over. Time. Get yeah. it over, mate. I will. There'll All be right. a video soon. There'll okay. be a video soon. Right. And I can send it to you as well. Okay. Don't you worry. <laughs> but I, I want to make a really good video, though, because I've never made like a, a two-week trip to Japan video before. And I don't want it to be just me sitting in a chair going, you should then go to Nara. Mm. And then after that, go to us. I want to do it. I want to yeah. film going to these places, so... Yeah, I want to craft what I think is a good itinerary that is quite diverse. But one thing that is on my itinerary is uh, the city of Takayama in the middle of uh, the mountains, which I don't think you've been to. No. But you should go to because it's amazing. So Takayama, put that on your list. Okay, all right, Takayama. Do it. Do it! Takayama, all right. Not these weird, these obscure Tokyo islands, (laughs) weird places that you go into. Takayama. You go to Takayama. All right. And look at a river. <laughs> Get stories, questions, comments coming in to broadcastpodcast.com. Berating me to go to Takayama. Threatening behaviour. I hear go one more thing about Takayama this week. I'm going to go blumming mad. Find find the falcon. Find <laughs> the, the falcon statue in Takayama. Uh, we'll be back same time as always later in the week, guys. But uh, for now, send all your stuff to broadcastpodcast.gmail.com. We really should shorten that. Don't know why we haven't in five years. Uh, don't care. Part of the fun, isn't it? It's a bit of fun. But we'll see you in the week, guys. Have yourselves a great few days. We'll see you right back here to do it all over again on the Abroad in Japan podcast. Bye for now. 
Abroad in Japan is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.